Hey friends, I have a new ad partner that I think you're going to love because I already love them. And that is Stitch Fix. Stitch Fix sends style so good that you can feel it. They deliver all the confidence that comes with a truly amazing outfit without any of the work. With Stitch Fix, you get a stylist who understands your style, your size, and your budget, and they do all the shopping for you. It's the easiest way to transform your wardrobe. I feel like they just get me. They do get you. They just knew what would look right on me, and I hate taking stuff out. Yes. So it's like Christmas when you open that box, and you're like, how did you know? Exactly. It is Christmas, and I cannot wait till my next one. So go ahead, take the leap, do Stitch Fix, get your own personal stylist, and feel as bougie as we do these days using Stitch Fix, but not for a crazy price because they get your budget. Get started today at stitchfix.com slash naked. That's stitchfix.com slash N-A-K-E-D. Stitchfix.com slash naked. Hey, welcome to the Naked Marriage Podcast. We're Dave and Ashley Willis. On this podcast, we address the truth about sex, intimacy, and lifelong love. Got a great episode for you today. But before we dive in, sweetie, why don't you share a review? All right. Today's review is from Steph and many numbers after her name and a smiley face that I can't even say here, but Steph, it's awesome. So she entitled her review, our favorite and gave us five stars. Thank you so much, Steph. And she says, my husband and I are newlyweds and we began listening to Dave and Ashley when we got engaged. They have helped us talk through important topics, sometimes even well in advance. We love the wisdom that they share on such a wide variety of topics and how they always tie it back to what scripture says or doesn't say. We highly recommend not just this podcast, but also their books. So Steph, thank you so much for you and your husband listening to this podcast and also reading the books and being willing to leave a review. We are so glad that you're finding it helpful. And we also just, we love hearing from newlyweds. Yes. It warms our heart. You guys are so doing it right. I mean, we were, we got married in the olden days before podcasts existed, literally. Um, I know Ashley only looks like 25 and you're thinking, how could, could you be that old? And if you don't watch this on YouTube, you're missing a lot because she's also a fashionista. She's rocking the cutest hat today. <laughs> it is so cute. I'm being distracted by the cuteness. And well, I, I hope, love a hat. I hope that I can get through this episode without just getting lost in her eyes. You're so silly. But uh, <laughs> see, I forget what we were talking about. Oh, yeah. Newlyweds. So That's you guys right. are on the right track by doing what you're doing. So thank you for tuning in. That's right. And today's topic is so near and dear to our hearts. We've talked a lot about counseling in the past, but today we're going to talk about what to expect in counseling. What does it look like? What questions are you going to be asked? You know, what should we be prepared for? And so let's dive in. Well, I'm so excited about today's episode because counseling, as you guys know, is so near and dear to our hearts. And actually, um, I don't know if we've even mentioned this on the podcast, but I'm in a master's program for biblical counseling. So not only have we experienced counseling ourselves personally, but from a professional standpoint, I can tell you what to expect in counseling as well. So I'm really excited about this conversation. I am too. And tell everybody what your current GPA is in that biblical counseling program. It's a 4.0. She is so smart and is working so hard at this because we believe in this so much and she has such a passion and a gift. Uh, And I mean, I'm just so excited for you doing this program and for us to have this conversation about counseling, because it's something that's helped us a lot over the over the years, both as a couple and individually. We've been we've seen a counselor together. We've both been to counseling individually. In fact, like very recently, Mm -hmm. um, just over this past summer, I was meeting 
online with a counselor um, through uh, one of our ministry partners, Faithful Counseling. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, you can connect with them actually at getfaithful.com slash naked marriage and go and through get a this, discount. Yeah. And go yeah. through the same process that uh, I just went through and had a really great experience connecting with the counselor. Um, Tell me what, what that was like, sweetie. For listeners, because I think the whole telehealth counseling thing is is very new. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's more popular than ever with COVID. But tell tell listeners because I don't know. I mean, this was a private thing you were experiencing. It was one on one counseling. So right. what was that like? Well, uh, it starts out and it's almost like an e harmony of matching you with a counselor. So you know, you answer these questions and kind of like what specific topics that you're kind of working through or wanting to talk through. Um, and they ask you other questions and then they, they match you up with somebody. And if that person ends up not being a fit, then, you know, you can try somebody else. But, um, you know, my counselor was very helpful and just, I don't know, like helping me think new thoughts and they do video sessions. So it kind of looks like Skype, kind of that kind of platform. And then your counselor can also, you know, message you through their, through their app, through their deal. So I would get messages, kind of follow up like, Hey Dave, how are you doing with this? Or, um, you know, here's a resource that might help you out this week. And, Uh, really good and interactive and engaging and, you know, help me like talk through some things that uh, even just recently that I'd never, I mean, I've been to counseling different times because I'm clearly messed up. Like I've, I've been through a lot. But you don't just go when you're messed up. Counseling is healthy for anyone. Yeah, that's even a bad joke. Counseling helps in all parts of the Bible says there's wisdom in seeking a multitude of counselors. That's in the book of Proverbs, the book of wisdom. So seeking out counseling isn't a sign of weakness, it's a sign of strength. Mm -hmm. And we don't just go when we're broken, even though if you are broken, counseling is a great first place to start. But you go when you just want to be better. Like Mm -hmm. you want to have a clearer mindset, you want to have a a better marriage. You know, it's like in any part of life, it's almost like coaching. You know, pro athletes who are the best in the world still get coaching. They still are looking to, to people who can guide them and help them get to that next level. And I think that counseling um, is is part of that. So it was it was good online. I've also sat in person with counselors yeah. before, but the online experience I thought was just as helpful. And you know, you don't have to leave the house. It's really good. We also have a team here at Exo Marriage that can do mediation for you. Again, right from your house through Skype and through different channels. If you go to xomarriage.com/help, um, that's a great resource for couples together. So. Yeah. Um, we just want to talk today, though, about why counseling is beneficial, what you can expect, what's, um, it, like? what's it like, you know, what are they going to what are they going to ask, why you should consider going. And, um, you know, we're not just trying to push you toward like specific places like go sit down with a counselor in your town. Like we're we're just saying get get Christian counseling wherever you yeah, are. Right. Um, this isn't just a, a commercial for specific places or even for right. what we have here, but the need to do it somewhere. Absolutely. And there are so many amazing Christian counselors out there. And I know we often say, you know, Christian counseling or biblical counseling. And the reason we say that is the counselors, you know, they they have a lot of power in your life yeah, and, and yeah. shaping how you think. And so as believers, you don't want to go to a non-Christian counselor because there is there. And I actually study this, you know, in, in my program, there's a big push towards kind of this mindfulness, um, wave of counseling, which isn't in and of itself a bad thing, because 
mindfulness is a good thing. We do need to be mindful, right? Yeah. But really it airs on being a uh, very new age in its thinking and in its roots. And also, um, it's just, it's just not of God, you know, some of the practices that come with that mindfulness. Uh, so I just want you to tread lightly with that because if you go to a counselor now you very well may go to someone who describes themselves as a counselor, um, but actually is a Christian and maybe will use Christian counseling if you consent to that, because you're most likely going to sign a consent form from the beginning as to what kind of practices you're comfortable with. But I would say, you know, I personally would encourage you to look for a biblical or Christian counselor because you know what you're getting when you go there. And again, you still need to sign a consent form because you may want them to use explicitly Christian methods like praying with you or or citing verses to you. Or maybe you're kind of early in your walk and you want them to use it implicitly, meaning that they're they're coming from a Christian worldview and and the things they're going to tell you about and the resources they recommend for you are all going to be Christian based, but they're not going to pray with you because maybe you're not at that comfort level yet. And that's fine. But you still are coming, you know, you're getting counseled by a person who believes in the power of Jesus, who believes that God is our source of healing and truth. And that's going to lead you to the best place because as a Christian, I mean, that's that's where we're coming from. And um, even if you're not a Christian and you're watching this or listening to this, I encourage you to start there too, because I honestly don't know how I would have ever gotten through my four-year battle with depression and anxiety or our different issues we've had with different family member issues over the years or anything we're dealing with without the power of Jesus in our lives. Oh, for sure. And yeah. uh, and so I just encourage you to start there. Now, so you're going to sign a consent form when you go in there. Again, they're going to ask you about different things you're com- comfortable with, you know, as far as some different uh, psychological and therapeutic practices. And then you're going to sit down. And that first session is usually a getting to know you session. You know, you're going to get to know the counselor a little bit. And some counselors tell more about their life than others. Like I remember I was in counseling. My very first counselor, Dorothy was her name. Um, and she was my, like my first individual counselor. So I didn't know what to expect. And I remember she was really reluctant to share any personal, anything in the beginning, but I, I saw this lady for about a year, year and a half. And towards the end there, she did start to open up more. So some counselors just, they, they want to put the focus more on you and not relate maybe to your situation quite yet, because they don't know if you're going to be staying, you know, with the process. And so that doesn't mean they're not like they're just this cold clinical counselor. It's just kind of a lot of times how counselors start out with their counseling sessions. And so they're going to ask you a lot of questions about your childhood. They're going to ask you a lot of questions about the relationships in your life. Um, what, what brought you there? You know, why are you here? If you mention like, well, I'm dealing with anxiety, they'll say, oh, that's interesting. Well, when you have anxiety, what does it feel like? What do you think about? And they're going to go through all those questions. And one thing that I think a lot of people don't understand will happen in counseling is the silence. But a trained counselor knows that silence is a great thing. And a trained Christian or biblical counselor knows that it's maybe the best thing. That might be the best part of the counseling session because that's when the Holy Spirit is as our counselor that, you know, we receive as Christ followers. That's when the Holy Spirit is honestly doing his best work because you're usually thinking through what they just asked you or thinking about what is my answer. And so don't be afraid of the silence. Yeah, silence can be your friend. And there are going to probably be moments that that are uncomfortable mm-hmm. because in anything in life worth doing, there are going to be moments that are uncomfortable. Like if you go to a trainer at a gym, there are going to be moments that are uncomfortable where you feel like you're being, you know, you're, you're being pushed and it hurts and it's sweating. Now, you're not going to feel physical pain with counseling. Um, and with a good counselor that guides you through the process, you might not even feel like really a lot of emotional or mental pain. But 
eventually they, they are going to lead you back to some maybe painful places because you have to deal with that um, to really move forward and experience healing. So it's for your good and it's worth it's worth the process. It's yeah. worth the effort. And, um, you know, at different times, you know, I've I've talked to counselors about different things. You know, I've had uh, if if I just felt like a general stress level um, that, that felt unmanageable to talk through, like, where was that coming from and where yeah. was that drive to, like, be too busy coming from? Or if I was responding just in anger, you know, sometimes if if like if if anger is my go to emotion, then I know that something is off just it, with how how I'm seeing the world and how how I'm responding to things. And I need to, you know, talk to somebody uh, about, you know, where that's coming from and that stress and anger maybe are, you know, tied together. You know, this uh, last counselor I met with, n- not something I'd planned to talk about, but something that ended up coming up and, and I'd never really talked about, at least in a counseling session, is uh, is a, a childhood trauma that I'd kind of not even really thought about being a trauma. It, it was so long ago, things that, that happened when I was about six years old, um, that was continuing to still kind of have some manifestations in my life now in in some specific ways and to be able to to have somebody help navigate that and to talk through it and to kind of go back to that place and and talk through it in a way that I hadn't before mm-hmm. um, it was really really healthy and so I think there is such benefit I there's there's a temptation in life to just move on from things and bury it and and just keep plowing forward but if we don't deal with things from the past, then we can't be at our best in the present or the future. And so, um, counselor will kind of help, help navigate that. Mm -hmm. You know, if there are issues in marriage, you know, we talk all the time about the benefit of sitting down. You know, a lot of what we talked about up to this point have been that individual Individual, counseling, which is important because you've got to be healthy for your marriage to be healthy, but there's great benefit in a couple sitting down together with a trained third-party mediator, Christian counselor, to help you both see things in a new perspective mm-hmm. and to be a safe place for you to talk through your differences and those those ruts that couples can get stuck in where, you know, you both dig in your heels and you both feel like you're right and the other one's wrong. And, and that counselor can kind of help you see the whole situation in a new way. And it can really be a game changer. Mm-hmm. And so now, again, it's important that you go to a Christian counselor, a biblical counselor, because if you just go out to like any secular counselor, you don't know what message you're going to get. Like we had some friends that, um, that were having a hard time in their marriage. They went to a a secular counselor. One of the issues was, um, the husband wanted a lot more sex and and the, the wife had like zero sex drive and the counselor's advice, this counselor who's got these people in a vulnerable situation where, you know, they're going to listen to what you say he told them, well, the best thing you could do is just have an open marriage and, you know, let let the husband go kind of have sex with whoever he wants as long as he comes home and, and you know, is a good provider and all those things. Just terrible advice, unbiblical advice, reckless advice. And thank uh, God they knew better. And they knew better. And they <laughs> so, did not they did not yeah. have an open marriage. Um, if it's an open marriage, it's not even a marriage. Right, you know, it's something exactly. else. Uh, but if you go to a biblical counselor, they're going to say, here's God's God's plan for you, for marriage. And these are words that we can trust. You know, I, I remember one counselor I was going to, um, years ago, uh, a wise sage, you know, older man that, that had just had a lot of life experience. And I was the first appointment in the office one day and I walked in a little bit before my appointment and it's one of the most touching things I've ever seen. So my counselor, Dr. Kennedy, and then the other counselor in the office and the secretary in the office is a little small office. 
he was leading them in a devotional for the morning. And then, you know, I came in on the very end of that and, and I stayed real quiet. And then they, they held hands and prayed. They prayed for everybody that was going to come in that day, that, that, the, that the Lord would just give them as counselors the words to say, to point people back to the hope that can only be found in Christ, that, that they would have insight into being able to speak into what the situations were. They prayed blessings on every person that was going to come and, and sit in one of those appointments. And so there they were praying for mm-hmm. me before I even went in. And if you're sitting down with somebody that you know has prayed for you before it even started, right. you're in the right place. And that's, you know, something I know our team here at, at you know, with the XO Mediators, um, they, they do that. They are prayer warriors. You want whoever you talk to, make sure it's somebody that loves Jesus, cares about you, and is going to lead you based on what God's Word has to say. One goal we've had as a family lately is to try to just eat healthier, and junk is sometimes more convenient, and we're eating unhealthy, not because we want to, but it's just because it's what's easy to grab. But then came along Thrive. That's right. Thrive Market is helping us in really simple, practical ways. And as a Thrive Market member, we save money on every single grocery order. On average, we save over 30% each time, which I mean, I don't know about you, but I love saving money. They even have a deals page that changes daily and always has some of our favorite brands, which right now we are loving the Hum brand, Zero Sugar Kombucha. And so check those out. Go to Thrive Market, join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash naked for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's Thrive, T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash N-A-K-E-D, thrivemarket.com slash naked. I love learning. I know that sounds nerdy and dorky, but I just love learning. I love understanding history and how things fit together and what's happening in the world. But if you're like me, you're busy and it's hard to learn. It can be expensive to learn. Maybe you want to keep learning and growing. You're like, I don't know how to fit that into my schedule. I got the perfect solution for you. And it's Hillsdale College. Hillsdale College is a world-class accredited university that's offering some of their core courses for free. I mean, absolutely free. They're just wanting to spread knowledge here. I'm telling you, it sounds too good to be true, but it really is true. They're making it possible for you to learn about world economics and things like ancient Christianity, which I highly recommend. It's an 11 lecture course where you study the inspiring stories of Christ and his apostles and the faithful ones throughout the first centuries of Christianity, plus learning the the basics of Christian apologetics. And guys, you can do this for free. I'm so excited about what Hillsdale does. I love their commitment to faith and values, and you can take part in this by going to hillsdale.edu slash naked to enroll at no cost. And it's easy to get started. It's H-I-L-L-S-D-A-L-E dot E-D-U slash N-A-K-E-D to register. That's hillsdale.edu slash naked naked. Absolutely. I mean, we've benefited from the prayers of our exo mediators. Like we'll sometimes just receive these amazing messages that include prayers in them from them because they're like, we're praying for not only the people we see, but the entire exo marriage staff. And it, it warms my heart. And I feel, I feel those prayers. And again, even if like, you're not to the point where you're like, I barely know my counselor. I don't know if I want to pray with them. Just know that they're still praying for you. And that th- there's such power in that because they're really kind of saying, Lord, you you make a way here, like you make a way. And they're also praying, Lord, help me to be able to have enough perception to to really, 
you know, lean into the things that you want to deal with in, in this person. Because when we're in counseling, you know, sometimes we want to tell too many details and that's fine. But a trained counselor knows what to really like hone in on, just like with your counselor recently, honing in on that childhood trauma that needed to be dealt with a little bit more for you. And so it really, it gave you more freedom in your life. And it led to us talking about it, even though you were in, in individual counseling, we talked about it. Right. It, and can, so, it can stir up those important conversations yeah. for you to have with your spouse. Absolutely. That you might not even have, well, that you'd never had before just because right. you'd never thought to have it before. Exactly. And I want to say with, with marriage counseling, we often hear from people who say, you know, I really liked counseling, but my spouse got really awkward because the counselor kept on really asking them questions and they felt really kind of focused on and they didn't like that. And so, you know, one spouse ends up not wanting to go. And I just want to tell you, there's going to be ebbs and flows in counseling. There's going to be times where it's really just on the two of you. There's going to be times where you're in the room, but they see something that needs to be dealt with in your spouse. And so they're really asking them questions. It's not to drill you. It's to bring out the truth. And it's really, you know, as counselors, Counselors are trained to help their clients to see the truth themselves and really even to to see what the next steps need to be. It's really you're more of a guide. You're more of a guide in the journey to help the client to, to really focus in on what does need to be addressed. And so um, it's not like they're trying to bully one spouse. And if you feel that way, maybe you're with the wrong counselor. That's the next point I wanted to make is sometimes if you've gone to like, I don't know, five or six sessions and you both are like, I just don't feel like this person gets us and they're focused. Like, I don't feel like they're getting why we're here and we don't seem to be going anywhere. It might be time to try a new counselor. You do need to give it time. I would say five or six. Wouldn't you agree with that? Like, yeah, I think it, five or six sessions will give, give you it five or six. Yeah. But just because it's hard at first doesn't mean it's the wrong counselor because oh, sometimes, absolutely. absolutely. You know, Ashley said, and it's, it's so true. Sometimes things feel, feel worse before they get better yes. because you're, you're dealing with uncomfortable things often that you haven't dealt with mm -hmm. and that might be uncomfortable, but that discomfort isn't a sign that I'm in the wrong place. Right. It might be a sign that you're in the right place. Sure. And that discomfort comes before the healing and yes. but don't, don't give up too quickly. Absolutely. And I, I know I've talked with different family members who have been to counseling both for marital or individual. And they all say, you know, I needed to give it some time. But I remember specifically one of my family members saying, you know, she was talking to this lady and the lady is highly educated, maybe the perfect counselor for someone else. But she said, it's like she wanted to make um, a bigger deal out of this one issue than really, you know, like I felt like I had dealt with that and, and she wasn't hearing me on what I really was there for. And she gave it some time, but ultimately went with another counselor who ended up you know, really getting what, what she needed help with. And it, it has been a huge difference for her. So yeah. I, I think that's something where you're going to have to pray about it and really ask God to show you, but, um, but be willing to give it some time and it's not wasted money. I hear all the time people say, no, that's a waste of money. I mean, they're just going to get in my head and they're going to make it worse. And you guys, some of the best money we've ever spent. And it's been at times where we did not even really have the budget. Okay. Right. Yeah. Some of that, some of the best money we've spent has been on counseling because you do read reach a crossroads a lot of times, whether personally or collectively as a married couple, where you've said everything you can say, you've thought about everything that you yourself can think about, and you need someone else to come in there as an, a neutral party and say, this is the big, this is the rub here. This is where you guys are, are having friction, or this is the thought that you're coming back to that has made a nest in your head. And it's like festering and you need to deal with this because when we're so close to something, we, we have a tendency to have a lot of blind spots. And so we need someone who can come in there and help us take a step back and say like, 
here's how we can move forward. And you guys, there's always a way forward. There's always a way. So true. And you have to cling to that. That hope. should be a bumper sticker because it's true. There's it always true. a way forward. Absolutely. And you, it, it, when you hit a, a hurdle, it doesn't mean this is a dead end. It just no. means like, all right, we're going to climb over this mountain. We're going to get around it. But there's always a way forward. Yeah. You got to keep keep searching. That counseling can be the game changer to help you find the way forward. Right. You don't have to stay stuck. And that might be the one thing that, that you need to take away from this whole episode. You don't have to stay stuck. Mm-hmm. There's always a way forward. So, so good, guys. So reach out to those counseling uh, resources that we've mentioned throughout this podcast. Um, getfaithful.com slash naked marriage for individual counseling. You can reach out to xomarriage.com slash help. And also, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I, that was that was basically it. I'm, I'm so sorry. I just wanted to also say in your church, don't yes. go to your church. That's a great resource. They often have a list of Christian counselors, or you might even try pastoral counseling. But I do want to say, Dave served as, served as a pastor for many years. Um, pastoral counseling is awesome for maybe one or two sessions, but... It, it is not meant to be no. an ongoing well, We're not thing. trained for that. Right. Like I'm becoming, I'm being trained for you that. You were trained. But we were not that. currently trained no, for that. No, at the time right. that I was doing a lot of pastoral counseling, I could help people determine really their next step, which was often to just refer them straight to a counselor. Right. Um, and bringing some peace in the yeah, process. Yeah, bringing some, I'd pray with yeah. them. I would help, you know, I'd listen to their situation and I'd offer some biblical insight. Well, here are a few things the Bible has to say about that specific right. issue. Um, here are a few thoughts maybe you hadn't considered. Now let's pray about it. Here's the next step I'd recommend. But it's it's not the same as, as sitting down with somebody ongoing and really working through the issue, which yes. is something that most pastors are not trained or equipped to do. I, I certainly was not. And so I would tell people that up front and, and then refer them to someone that's getting the kind of training that Ashley's getting now and those th- that are trained biblical counselors because um, that's where the ongoing deeper help is going to come. Right. So guys, thanks for listening. We talk a lot more about kind of dealing with these past baggage issues in our upcoming book, The Counterfeit Climax, which you can pre-order now. Um, we, we even share in some of more detail some of the specifics of, of our own baggage that we've had to work through um, and how this can relate to your marriage and, and specifically your sex life. Because yeah. you know, a lot of times past baggage can can have present manifestations in that area. And uh, and, and this book, we believe, could be a, a part of the, the healing process for whatever you're working through. And also just help you think some new some new thoughts and a path forward in the intimacy department. Right. So check that out. But now it's time for today's question. Yes. We love Q&A. Thanks for those who send in these questions at nakedmarriagepodcast.com. Sweetie, you want to read this one? Sure. It says, when I reject my husband's advances for sex, he becomes angry. He won't speak to me for days and will sleep in another room. For me, this is a major push away response. When we have talked about it in the past, it's my fault, me not doing this or that. He apologizes for reacting the way he does, but then he goes and does it again. I pray for both of us, but I have reached the point of exhaustion with the subject and response. What can I do? Man, I, I feel the frustration here, yeah. and I, I really appreciate her honesty in sharing this. And yes. I think a lot of women can relate to this. Yeah, I think this dynamic is is a fairly common dynamic. Maybe and, not going in the other room necessarily. Right, not, not the, maybe not the response, but but the frustration of yeah. one spouse that has a much higher drive and feels like this is my deepest need. You're the only way place on earth where I can have this need met. And when you reject, when I when I sense rejection in this area, it is the most frustrating, more most frustrating and intimate type of rejection. And I feel like if you knew how important this was to me, you would you would 
right. want to meet me in this place. And but because you're pushing me away, it's like that you don't care about me. And for the other spouse, it's like, like, listen, I'm I know you have needs. I have needs. I'm not wired the same. And for me to say, like, no, I'm not in the mood to do that right now doesn't mean I'm rejecting you as a human being or trying to push you away. It's like I just you know, I, I'm not in the same place right now. I'm wired up completely right. differently. And so, you know, part of uh, part of what we do in this new counterfeit climax book is is actually give a lot of specific conversation guides mm-hmm. to kind of help couples talk through this, like, you know, ask each other these questions to, to help couples have conversations that are going to lead to solutions in this area. Because here's the deal. The spouse that has the higher drive is not wrong. And the spouse who has the lower drive is not wrong. But what's wrong is to be disrespectful to one another or to disregard each other's needs. Um, or in, in this case, you know, the, the husband's response is is wrong, you know, to, to pout like a, a two year old and to stomp off is wrong. But he he is also coming from a place where he probably feels desperate. And he's like, I want you to see how big a deal this is for me. But what he's actually doing is pushing his wife further away because she's not going to want to have sex with someone who's acting like he's two years old. And so they're both in this cycle where they're exhausted and frustrated with with each other. And instead of trying to focus on who's wrong here, which is never the right approach in these situations, it's just that you're both wired up very differently, for you to talk together about okay, what would it look like? What are some things we can do for our sex life to improve? That this mm-hmm. is, for this to be a priority for both of us, and we know it's gonna look differently because we have different needs and different drives and desires, but what are some things that we could agree to do? And maybe for him, it's saying, when you say no, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna throw a, a, a tantrum. And when I do, I know that what I'm actually doing is pushing you away and it's going to be harder for you to open up and be in the mindset to make love. And so I'm making the problem worse when I do that. And maybe for the wife, it's saying, you know what, like I'm going to recognize that this is a, a, a deep need for him, mm-hmm. you know, is, is, is important to him is whatever my very biggest need is. And I want to be so sensitive to him in that, um, looking to, to, to serve him in that way. And also just for the sake of our marriage, making this a priority, but to, to really talk through it. And it sounds like they, they are trying to talk about it, but yeah. it always leads back to this place. Yeah. And, and to me, I think that maybe for him, maybe this is how it was handled, like how conflict was handled in his home growing up. I don't know. Um, I'm not making excuses about that because it doesn't make it right. But it sounds like this is a go-to for him. And in his mind, I guarantee you, I don't know for sure, but I would I would venture to say that he's like, well, you are punishing me because he maybe sees it as a punishment for her denying yeah. him, even though clearly that's not at all. It's not, but to him, it's how it feels. And, and so, so he's like, I'm going to punish you. I'm going to punish you. you. I'm going to, I'm going to go. the wrong response. I'm going to hold, withhold affection from you. I'm going to withhold conversation from you. I'm going to make you feel as lonely as I feel in this moment. And you guys, we can never handle yeah. any situation like that in marriage. It's not a tit for tat. I'm going to give you what you gave me and or perceive what I perceived that you gave me or didn't give me or whatever. Um, it's not about punishing each other. That's a very childish way of handling it. And I know this wife knows that. And I will say, men, if you are listening to this or watching this, anger towards your wife is a huge turnoff. Like the movies want to make this whole makeup sex thing or oh, I find your anger attractive. It's not, okay? It is a huge turnoff. If you want to squash your your... Ladies, libido, be be mad at her, okay? Because it is 
it is just a huge turnoff. And so he probably doesn't realize that. I mean, literally you're doing the very opposite thing of what you want to happen. And so the best way to your wife's heart is talking to her. I mean, you've done the first step in saying you're sorry, which is great, but we're only as sorry as our actions show. True. And if you're doing the same thing over and over again, you're not sorry, dude. You got it. You got to change what you're doing. And I'm sorry I just said, dude. But this is how I talk to my kids when I'm telling them they're wrong. So. Yeah, she's a very cool mom. Um, but I, I mean, you're not. You got to change something because it's not getting you anywhere. Both of you are frustrated, and so you're going to have to try something new. This whole episode has been about counseling. I would say this is a this is a time to go to counseling when you've had repeated behavior. And I'm sorry. And then the repeated behavior. I, I'm not saying your husband, the lady who wrote this. I'm not saying your husband's not trying. I think he really is. Trying. Trying. But you might need yeah. a professional to enter in here because there's somewhere he goes in his mind that is that is going into his actions in this scenario that he's got to change. He's got to change his response to this. And maybe you've got to change some things, too. I'm not saying it's all on him, but clearly this behavior has got to stop. It's very childish and degrading to her and um, disrespectful, too. And so I would I would talk to a Christian helping counselor. The, the frequency in the sex. Department. Oh my gosh, no, not at all. It's breaking down intimacy on so many levels. And so I would encourage you to talk to a counselor about this. I think it would be very helpful. Good words, good words. Thank you guys for your question, and uh, and thank you all for listening. As always, thank you for listening or watching. If you're watching this on YouTube, we appreciate you. As a next step, if you want to stay connected to us, find us on social media. If you haven't already, we're at Dave and Ashley Willis on Instagram. Or you can just search the word marriage on Facebook and our marriage page will pop up and we would love to connect with you wherever you are out in the social world. But thank you so much for being part of the Naked Marriage community and uh, for the reviews, for sharing this podcast with others. We appreciate you so much. We'll see you next time.